Welcome to Meet the Experts with Howie Carr, a new podcast featuring long-form interviews with guests who have a specialized field of expertise. Today's guest is Bill Brassard, owner of JB Auto Care in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Join Howie and Bill as they discuss the latest trends in the auto industry, how to ensure your vehicle lasts, and much more. Joining me today is Bill Broussard, owner of JB Auto and the official car expert for the Grace Curley Show. Bill owns JB Auto in Weymouth, right by the bridge, and is expanding across the country. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bill, before we get started, tell us about your background and how you got started in the business. So it's fine. I grew up in a town, uh, Milton, Massachusetts, which is a little south of Boston. Um, my dad was a TV repairman. You know, he was very handy, did all his own work around the house. And my mother was a stay-at-home mom. So my dad would, you know, take me on TV repair calls when I was younger. And he would have me, you know, do some of the work. So it, you know, it made me good with my hands, but I really had no car experience at the time. So I went through high school and I took like auto repair shop, cabin and making. And so I knew I liked to work with my hands. College really wasn't for me, but um, the automotive industry interests me. So one day my automotive shop teacher was like, hey, Toyota is doing a program at Mass Bay Community College. They're looking for mechanics, you know, if anyone's interested in, you know, grabbing a flyer. So I checked it out. I'm like, hmm, this, this seems pretty neat. It was a program that was like, you know, 1500 bucks a year. And you get like a um, associate degree in, you know, auto repair and automotive science. So that's where where my career started. And, you Probably know, more valuable than a bachelor's degree at the other college in Wellesley. I, Wellesley College. I, I would think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they had a co-op program and I got a job at a Toyota dealership during the summer. Um, you know, and I instantly just fell in love with the industry. I, you know, I, I got all my certifications. You know, at nighttime, I'd read like these big, thick children manuals, you know, and I was just like obsessed with fixing cars. And then I got a job for a dealership. Then at nighttime, I would, you know, fix car, fix all the neighbor's cars in my parents' driveway and I would buy and sell cars and fix them up. And, you know, I just grew a real love for the um, industry, you know, instantly right away. I became a master technician probably when I was like 21. I think I was the youngest Toyota master technician in existence at the time. <laughs> so you, but you can handle other cars. You can handle. Oh yeah, we, I cars. can take it all on. But that's that was my original right um, car make that I got introduced to. But yeah, I could fix anything. That's our slogan at a shop is car trouble. We fix anything. So you have big expansion plans. Tell us about them. So in the last few years, my career has really taken off. So I had to learn business. Let me just backtrack a little. So I was a mechanic and I wanted my own repair shop. I got my own repair shop with a partner. At the time, it was a very dysfunctional business. And so I went out and I looked for help through different mentors. And I met this a good friend of mine, a business partner now, um, my friend Todd Hayes. And he taught me how to run a business, you know, corporate style. I was more running a business out of my toolbox, but you can only fix so many cars yourself. I didn't know how to put a budget together, how to advertise. And, you know, my shop was getting busy. How do you hire people? How do you put an HR department together? You know, so I had to learn that stuff. So now we're, we have shops in Texas. We have, um, you know, five locations so far. We've been approached. For, in Texas. In, te- in Texas, yeah. And then I have one in Massachusetts. I also have another partner. He has a place in uh, Newton and Watertown. So we're combining all these locations. We have some different brands. And so recently, we've just been approached by um, like some venture capital people from Wall Street. You know, they want to do invest in our concept and grow it to a national nationwide you know chain you know it's a real it's an exciting thing to be a part of from where i started well, let's talk about the specific uh, cars yeah because everybody's got a car everybody uh, has has a headache with sure. a car everyone always wants to know the best brand of car to invest in given mm-hmm. what you've seen over the years what would you tell your son or daughter to buy and again i'll, I'll put it uh, just <clears> as a caveat you started out with toyotas and i yeah. 
I always had problems with American cars. Then I bought a Toyota, and my problems ended. Yeah, so this is actually a, this is a commercial. It's funny you say that. So there's two guys that are driving down a desert highway road, and they see this car broken down. This you know lady wearing like a mini skirt with the hood up. So they're like, hey, let's you know see what's going on here. So they pull up behind the car. The guy looks at the emblem, then turns the wheel to the right, peels away, and the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? His friend. He's like. It's a trap. Have you ever seen a Toyota broke it down on the side of the road? <laughs> and then and then the person the the woman reaches under her chin and rips off her mask and you know, it was like some evil, you know, Dr. Evil right. looking guy. <laughs> so but I went to Toyota College and I am real proud. They build a really good product. Um and I wish I can recommend an American car. <laughs> but you but can't I, I just can't I just can't. It's like why can't you just copy what Toyota has done? Duplicate it. <laughs> they they actually copy not even like a high end, like an escalate or something. You know, they're nice. But you know, they just don't they don't seem to age well. They're like the re- the resale, the depreciation. Toyota's aren't cool to drive, but they're very practical. If you want to get a car with two, three, four, five hundred thousand, get a Toyota. <laughs> and the resale is great. Is it better to buy new or used? And if used, how many miles uh, should be the absolute tops? What would you look for in a used car? So if I was looking for I like used cars. You know, buy something that's a year or two old. You know, right when you buy anything new, you're going to lose 20 to 30% in depreciation. So let someone else take that hit. If you can get a car with 15, 30,000 miles on it, it's going to be 20, 30% less than a brand new one. And as long as it has a clean Carfax, you know, it hasn't been in an accident. Um, if it wasn't an accident, every car, every used car has a scratch, scratch a ding or something, right. a story to tell. So as long as it wasn't in a flood or, or is frame damage, I wouldn't worry about the car. So you could just... You can see if, was this car maintained, and yeah, so any car with under a hundred thousand on it, under a hundred thousand, yeah, under hundred, yeah, the, that's, that's kind of the, the threshold. Yeah, if you're gonna get something beyond that, even a Toyota, yeah, you want to do some digging. It's like was this car maintained, you right. know, and if it was maintained, it will go the diff. If it wasn't maintained, it's like you know trying to where did it come from too? Like yeah, the west coast of Florida last sure. year when there was a big yeah hurricane. Yeah, when like Katrina hit years ago, right. it's like you didn't want a car from the south because it was flooded. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's the uh, the the big question. Yeah. Your opinion on electric cars and throw in hybrids too. Yeah, so I do like the hybrids. So the electric cars, it's funny, electric cars, they've been around since like the 1800s. And a lot of people are doing, they think it's like something new. It's like, right. it, it's been around, it was actually before the- There's a reason why too, they went away. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It never, it never quite- clicked at this point i'm just not a big fan you know there's an agenda behind it they're trying to get everyone into one it's like you know give the consumer a choice i think at the end of the day the marketplace will dictate what they want but the electric cars right now it's like hertz just had a 250 million dollar loss on depreciation because you know they can't resell these cars because now they have a lot of miles on it you got to replace a battery at a certain point in time and the average cost of them and nobody ten thousand dollars nobody wanted to rent them either yeah because i had actually a a friend of mine who rented them There's, there's actually a joke it's like you know what's the difference between a person that has to go to the bathroom driving a car and an electric car. They both hope they can get home. <laughs> so he rented a he rented an electric car and he had like anxiety because he had like 25% left and he went to a few different, you know, stations and they were broken down. He's like, you know, it was nighttime. He's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Just drive to Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be one open in Hartford. But hybrids are a different, different yeah. breed. So my right? daughter actually has a hybrid. So that's an electric with an internal gas engine those cars that's kind of the best of both worlds because like her car gets 35 miles of the gallon and let's say the battery ran out of energy 
you still have the gas powered motor to take off. Now let's say the gas powered one broke down, you still have the electric one to use. So that runs out. So it's actually the best of both worlds. Why can't we just rest there? I've heard that a regular oil change will add uh, years to your car's yep. life. Uh, what's what's the second best maintenance tip other than a regular oil change? You know, so there's other fluids to a vehicle. You, you get a transmission which has fluids. So that fluid should get changed. And a lot of the car makers now are saying, hey, we have a lifetime fluid. In the lifetime, it's it's a misleading term. It's like, whose lifetime? An ant's lifetime? A yeah, bee's how lifetime? How many miles is lifetime? Yeah. So that's very, it's very misleading. So it's actually the definition on their terms is the lifetime of the warranty of that transmission. So it's 60,000 miles. What happens with fluid is it gets contaminated from the clutch material for transmission. And it also, there's airspace in a transmission, which in air, there's naturally moisture. So moisture gets in there. So you want to flush those fluids out. So I have these consumers trying to change the fluid at 100,000 and there's like black sludge coming out of it. So it's like, it's too late. It's, you know, we've got triage going on here. You got to replace the transmission and the transmission could be a five to ten. So they used repair. to talk about getting a tune up every six months yeah. or so. Do, do you, do people still get tune ups anymore? Do the cars require quote unquote tune ups? Yeah. I said the day of the plugs and that kind of yeah, stuff. So the day of the tune up has really gone to the wayside. You know, a lot of these spark plugs, some of them say, you know, lifetime, but I don't buy into that. So a lot of them say 100,000 miles. But even you get to 100,000 miles, you you know, you show the customer that's due. They're like, eh, I don't want to spend the money on it. But if you want to get maximum lifespan out of your vehicle, you know, you want to do the spark plugs 100,000. You know, just brake fluid. You know, replace the brakes fluid is hydroscopic, absorbs water. So you want to flush that out every 20,000 miles. You have antifreeze. People yeah, say, look at that. Radiators. Li- people li- forget radiators. Yeah. So they I say guess. lifetime antifreeze. Once again, it's a, it's a very misleading term. Antifreeze gets corrosive. So it starts corroding the aluminum inside the engine. So what happens is, you know, the car maker wants to sell you a car. That's where they make their money. You know, they don't want your car really going past 100,000. Now it will. If you maintain these fluids, you know, you will get 200, 300,000. You, you'll basically be driving it until you're sick of driving it. So you you could you uh, put you could just tell people can you put them on like a, a calendar like for six months or a year to bring the car in? Yeah so we run our kind of business like a, almost like a dentist office. You you bring your car in for an oil change you know and once we're done with the oil change they, they recommend you get it done every six months. So we put you on a schedule might you know a tentative schedule because you might maybe the car sat around for six months so right. you have to change oil again. Um, so we just do a courtesy reminder hey Mr. Jones you know just remind for your oil change, you know, on this Wednesday, be like, oh, you know, yeah, I need it. Or yeah, you know, the car's been sitting around, let's schedule it again. So we do try to schedule people in so that, you know, we always have a spot for them. What's the oldest car you've ever worked on? So it's funny, when I was a kid, I used to, my mother used to make me mow lawns in the neighborhoods. And one of the lawns I would mow, it was on, it was a backyard mechanic and he used to work on Model T's, Model Model T Fords. He used to rebuild them. So, you know, I used to tool around with those. And, um, you know, with our shop now, we don't really work on anything more than, you know, 20, 25 years old. We might work on some, but, you know, parts aren't available and, you know, we're not really set up for it. A lot of the newer mechanics, you know, when you talk about points and condensers, which was back in our day, the you know, they don't even know what what's a point in condenser. <laughs> you know, nobody has a timing light anymore because those things aren't, you know, you don't have to adjust the distributor anymore because there isn't a distributor. What what car would you stay away from or just a couple? So the European cars, I'm not a big fan of like any car new for the first couple of years is great. Now, if you wanted to have a European car and you wanted to keep that car past 100,000 miles, you got to have a sense of humor. You, you check engine lights are going to be popping on, the, you know, the plastics on them. On, 
and you get a quality. lot of money. They're a lot of money, yeah. It's a humor and a money. Yeah, so and the depreciation on them is just outrageous. It's like no one wants to buy a, you know these expensive BMWs you know that has a hundred thousand miles on it because it's like a, a seat computer can be five thousand oh. dollars. So you know, so it make these cars are almost unmarketable once they get to a certain age because who who can buy them? So they got to be sold at a discount, and that's what attracts a lot of people to buy. Oh, I can buy, go buy this BMW for five thousand dollars. Like, yeah, good luck if something goes wrong. And it's like it's hemorrhaging oil. The check engine lights on. <laughs> you know, where, where do you start? What what about these this tires? Now the government is coming after tires. Yeah. What what kind of tires do you really need? So I mean, the tires now. So you know, the made of it's it's funny. It's like everyone's trying to get away from you know fossil fuels, and a lot of the products on cars, like tires, for instance, are made of petroleum. It's a right. petroleum based product. So that's probably why they're trying to get away from it. What's what's the alternative? What, what are you going to replace them with? You know, that's are we a, going back to chains in the winter? Is I, I mean, when I read that story, I thought that's what do they want you to use? If they don't want you to use good uh, solid tires that you can drive around. Yeah, on ice we're going and back snow. to the wagon wheel with wood. Yeah, <laughs> what, what else are you going to use? So. Um, you know, it's been a proven thing throughout the years. So I don't know what they have up their sleeve. You know, some of these politicians, they're not technicians. They know nothing. They just, they have agendas and they just create these crazy ideas to, you know, achieve their agendas. What can you do to maximize gas mileage? So if you're buying a vehicle on the typical, on the window sticker, will have a gas mileage, city, highway. And it's funny, they all lie. One. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So I've yet to buy a vehicle, like I'll lease vehicles. And um, I'm like, what happened to that 25 miles per gallon that they, you know, and they lie. But if you want to get the maximum, you know, one one is don't have a heavy pedal, heavy foot. Two is, you know, make sure all your tire pressures are good. And you talk now about- Now you sound like Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> make, make sure your tire pressures, you know, it says on, on the driver's door, if you open up the door, it'll say all the tire pressures, you know, where they should be. So, you know, 32. So set them all at- Well, that's another thing pe- you, you check when, when people come in for the- Yeah. So we the, do a full for the, checkup. For the, whatever you call a tune-up. Yeah. Not a tune-up, just a seasonal checkup. A seasonal checkup. Yeah. Okay. So we check all your tire pressures, check your, you know, brakes and all the fluids. Make sure you have a clean air filter. You know, they have like fuel injection services. You can keep the internal components of the engine clean. So when you do that, you know, you'll you'll maximize the gas mileage on the vehicle. Another thing is, you know, if you're carrying weight in the vehicle that you don't need to, you know, get that out of the car, that will, you know, drag down your gas mileage. But like I bought a Tundra and it's supposed to get 19 or 25 and it gets about 12 or 16. Same thing with the electric vehicle. So they say you can run 400 miles on a charge and if it's uh, like yeah. a little bit nippy, you're not going to get 400 No, miles. if you're in a cold climate, it's going to drag down the, right. the battery life and also too the, the, there's a youtube video bouncing around for like a ford truck electric truck and they were towing a trailer and it only got like 50 miles to it <laughs> yeah. so you know how would you know how would you know that so you're sitting there towing your boat somewhere and all of a sudden you're broken down the middle of the highway and the gas powered generator has to pull up and charge up <laughs> we've talked a little bit about this but if you want to keep a car for a long time yep. and not have to trade it in and deal with the uh, sticker shock mm-hmm. what steps should you do sure simple steps yeah we talk the average Average new car is fifty thousand dollars. The average used car is thirty thousand dollars. So that's a it's a big nut. So we talk about you want to change the oil every six months. You know, you want to keep up on those other fluids that they call lifetime. You, know, you want to flush those out, you know, every couple of years. So it's a transmission fluid every 60, brake fluid every 20, you know, antifreeze are probably 60, 70. Some people that think that's excessive, but if you want to keep the vehicle for a long time, do those things. Also, you know, get a car wash, wash the underneath of the car, spend a few hundred dollars a year, get the car detailed, put a nice coat of wax on it. Cause you're in the, we're in Florida right now. So, you know, the, the sun, Florida cars are great cause there's no rust on them underneath, but what happened, it 
bakes the paint off them so that you know the paints will be dull and flaky with you know within a couple so of whatever years. climate you're in it's yeah. best to keep a, a to wash the car and wax it and yeah keep it in just keep a nice coat of wax once you get it spend a few hundred dollars and get a detail it's you know break that down what two or three bucks a month you know people they, they don't want to spend you know money on th- stuff like that it's because it's cosmetic or you know a lot of people they don't want to spend money on maintenance it's hard to get people to spend money on cars for maintenance because the car is not broken right so it's hard to convince people well one day it's going to break it's kind of like our body's going to break if you don't do diet and exercise but if you want to wait to 80 years old to start working out and eating right it's a little too, too late. late too late <laughs> you died at 75 <laughs> so what differentiates uh, jb from uh, other auto repair shops so our repair shop you know we're open seven days a week a lot of repair shops are just seven open. days seven days a week you know we're in the hospitality business we're we're here for our customers you know we're open to six o'clock at night we have free loaner cars we give a three-year 36,000 free loaner cars yeah free, that's great yeah free loaner cars you know, everyone needs a ride you drop off your car you either got to arrange for a ride or you know, you're stranded you take how, a how many home. loaner cars you got so right now we have about seven of them and every couple months i'm adding to the fleet because as our business grows it, the demand from them is huge you know we have a three-year 36,000 mile warranty on our repairs you know dealerships are like one year 12 so oh, that, you have a warranty on a warranty repairs. yeah a nationwide warranty which is actually it's transferable to the next owner so if someone buys your vehicle hey i got these brakes on a JV. oh so you can so when you when you do sell it you can you that's a uh an advantage it's an advantage yeah so i'm a master technician myself so i hired asc master technicians you know they need to be vetted through me getting harder to hire it is getting hard because not a lot of people that you know the trades aren't really being promoted in the school systems now everyone right. you know, wants to go to college and you know get a degree but who's gonna fix things <laughs> notice <laughs> is it worth buying an extended warranty with your vehicle either from the dealer or from you yeah so with the extended warranties i'm a big believer in them you know if you're going to keep the car the distance you know some of these repairs like a motor or transmission could be five ten thousand dollars you know some of the components are outrageous i am a big believer in them you know but it's like an insurance policy you know it's nice to right. have but when you need it you you're thankful you did but when you didn't use it kind of waste but people get people get used to like buying uh you know a, a coffee maker or something yeah. and then they say here's a warranty for and you say oh this is a ripoff and you you just kind of become inured to, to just not yeah. thinking about warranties anymore so what's so why don't you explain what the difference is there? yeah so you gotta you know one one do your homework on the company you know you have like on these tv commercials with you know say car shield and you have a celebrity like ice t who probably haven't hasn't driven a car in 20 years because he's right. so wealthy he has a driver you know it doesn't probably doesn't own cars i'm um, telling yeah man buy car shield your car but unfortunately i'll have a lot of like elderly customers come in with them hey about this car shield i'll call the company oh we don't cover um pistons in your engine <laughs> you know it's like you know it's like what yeah so it's you got to really do your homework on it there's some good ones out there it's like yeah we'll fix it here's your hundred dollar deductible and, and you know, it's like a twelve thousand dollar repair so it's it's you know especially if you're going to yeah. get a european car or something like that you know buy that extended warranty you'll be thankful you did so the uh the riskier the car the more you need a warranty yeah and they know they're no dummies too so the riskier the car the more expensive that warranty is too so if you have a european car like a ranger over or something i said riskier not ritzier it's the same thing isn't yeah it? well it's risky the risk is the car is going to break down more so a lot of those the european cars they, they charge you a lot more because they're a lot more expensive to fix and they know those are going to break after the warranty's out why don't you explain how people can get to uh to jb auto care yeah so we're located at 291 bridge street in north weymouth massachusetts at That's, the bridge yeah about a, about a half a mile on the bridge after the bridge on the right hand side if you come before river bridge before river bridge not familiar with uh, <laughs> yeah. the area yeah and it's uh 781 
781-331-6068 is our phone number. Give it again. 781-331-6068. Bill Broussard, thanks for being with us here on, on uh, this podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. You've uh, given us a lot of uh, good, uh, usable information. And again, if you uh, want to have uh, Bill Broussard take care of your vehicle, whatever kind of vehicle it is, you can call him at uh, JB Auto Care. The number is 781-331-6068. 781-331-6068. He's in Weymouth near the bridge, but that there are other places that he can refer you to if you're not in the area. That, yeah, that yeah. Call us. You know, up with. We'll give you some free advice. <laughs> free advice. Free advice. All right. Great. Thank you, Bill. Talk Thank to you. you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on Meet the Experts with Howie Carr. We'll be back soon with another interesting guest you're sure to learn a great deal from.